Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the podcast. So in this um, pocket of wisdom or whatever we want to call them, I'm going to take you through how I coached one of my clients to really make her understand the energy of unbothered or the energy of faith, because many of us, myself included for a long time, sometimes fool ourselves into thinking that, you know, our, we have faith and we believe and you know, everything is fine, but then through certain behaviors that sometimes we don't even recognize, we are actually embodying the exact opposite. We are embodying the energy of not trusting it's going to be okay, or not an abundance or positive money mindset, etc. So I'm going to give you concrete examples of how these things tend to uh, show their heads, <laughs> peek up in our day-to-day -day life, and the analogy that I gave my client so she could really understand what it is to feel unbothered. So I've talked about my unbothered experiment uh, since a few podcast episodes now, so long story short, if you're new here, since June, I decided, uh, I realized that I was const had a constant low, low yet constant state of worry around my business or about not doing enough or about is everything going to be okay in the future and will I always be able to get clients in my business, which is basically some something that many of us experience as business owners, including some people I know in the industry who are already making millions. Like the feeling doesn't go away even when you make more money. And when I was making like 100k months or 50k months uh, on big launches, that feeling still didn't go away because it's a feeling that we have to heal from within. You can, we can never feel safe expecting something from without, but I digress. So in June, I started the unbothered experiment because I decided that it was time to divorce with fear and worry that I was not willing to live the rest of my life or the rest of my life as a business owner feeling worried. It wasn't worth it. Worry doesn't bring anything positive. And if my business was going to flop, I might as well feel my best and enjoy my best life rather than never feeling I'm completely in the present moment and actually enjoying life because of worry. So that started the unbothered experiment where I decided that I would be unbothered. So whatever happened in my life and particularly in my business, I would approach it with a straight a state of neutrality, knowing that it doesn't matter, the circumstances don't matter, because everything is always okay. Everything always turns out to be fine, just like the evidence I've got these past four years in business where I had been worried countless times, and it all ended up being okay. So the analogy I used with my client to really show how our mind can trick us was surfing. So you guys might or might not know that I surf. That's why I live in Costa Rica part of the year. And surfing is something that excites me. I'm always happy when I go surfing. I don't have any dread or anxiety or fear of failure when I go surfing. So I'm very ambitious. I'm pretty competitive. I've done lots of sports 
a pretty high level in my life. So with surfing, it's the same. I'm like, I want to get as good as I can get as fast as I can possibly do it. And because I approach surfing from that positive state of mind, I have progressed extremely, extremely fast. Now, sometimes I challenge myself to do a specific maneuver or a specific like turn on the wave that technically my level would not allow me to do. And because I'm shooting very high, I'm kind of priming my mind and my body that that's a possibility that's very close to me. Hence, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I kind of visualize myself into these milestones that I technically shouldn't be able to reach before like many, many more months in the water. So the way I approach it is when I set a goal that's very high, I'm excited about it. I'm like, okay, game on, challenge accepted. Let's see if I can actually make this happen. And the fact of the matter is I have never been able to make some of these big maneuvers happen, like getting barreled. So getting barreled is when you're inside of the wave. It's a pretty advanced maneuver. There are so many factors that you have to take into account, like the wave that would allow you to get barreled is usually very steep and very fast. So there are so many things that make it a difficult maneuver. And I have never been able to get barreled, not even close, not even close. I usually wipe out and fall in the water before I even get on such a wave. But each time that happens, I'm like, okay, next one, next one, next time. Or I ask my friends who are very good surfers, I'm like, okay, what could I have done better? Or if someone was filming me, I ask someone to do video analysis on like what I could improve for next time. Or if someone is saying, oh, your core is not strong enough yet to do this or that, well, I'll hit the gym and do core specific exercises. But the bottom line is that I'm always very excited about it. So do I have bad surfing days? Of course. And I come out of the water a bit frustrated. I go do something else. And the next day, it's all good again, because there's a very (laughs) funny saying in surfing that the best surfer is the surfer who's having the most fun. So even like being angry and frustrated in the water, people will look at you like, what What the fuck is wrong with you? Like you're in the water, you are doing this amazing sport. Like what, why, why are you even angry? So you automatically come across as an idiot, which really reduces the incentive to act like a frustrated idiot in the water. So because I'm so positive and I don't like, I don't let quote-unquote failure mean anything specific, I have no resistance. I don't associate my performance with some sort of meaning. But if I had approached surfing in a completely different way, for example, saying, well, if I can't do this specific turn or maneuver after three months, it means that I can never be a successful surfer or that I'll never be able to do that or something is wrong with me or maybe I'm not cut out to, you know, be able to do that. It would have added so much pressure and so much resistance and so much fear of failure and the negative meaning associated with neutral circumstances would have been so high that I would have never had progressed so fast. And each time I would go in the water, it would be from a place of pressure. It would be from a place of anxiety or fear, like what if it doesn't happen today? And when you are in a state of anxiety or fear or pressure, it's like a chemical thing. You are in fight or flight, even if it's very slight fight or flight. So your body is trying to make you survive and you cannot expand and learn something new when you're trying to survive. So they 
made this experiment with rats, poor rats, like a very long time ago, where I think they flooded like part of the underground where the rats were living, where there was like a fire or something. And they saw that under stress, the rats took six times longer to figure out the way out of the maze or wherever they were than under normal circumstances. Meaning that when we do anything under stress, our body is trying to make us survive and survival is the opposite of expan- expansion. Like you cannot expand and grow and learn new things as you are running for your life. It just, it, the math is not mathing. It doesn't work. So if I had entered the water with that state, it would have completely inhibited my learning potential. Now coming back to business, this is what we do with business. We don't approach business like I approach surfing or like you approach one of your hobbies. When we launch, we say, well, if no one enrolls in my program, it means no one cares about me. Or it means that I just don't have what it takes. Or it means that, uh, you know, there are so many other experts that no one would want to work with me. Or it means that I can't manifest, so I'll never be able to manifest again. And I have no guarantee that I can ever live from this and I'll have to go back to my job that I hate and I'll be a failure. And my mother-in-law was right when she said that I would never amount to anything and that his son deserved a better wife. So no wonder why things haven't been working or moving as fast as we want is if that's the association that we link to neutral circumstances that happen in our business. So sometimes I go in the water, I surf, and it's just a bad day. Nothing is working. I can't even catch the smallest, easiest waves, even though one day before I was on a way harder, bigger wave. And If I started to say, well, this is proof that I just got lucky yesterday. It wasn't my talent. It wasn't my actions that got me to catch that big wave. I was just lucky. And actually, I'll never be a good surfer because if I would, is, if I was a good surfer, I would have been able to surf well today. Blah, 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 blah. If we all did that with hobbies, no one would have any hobbies and no one would get better at anything. When I have a bad surfing day, I'm like, okay, this is not my day. This is a bad day. Maybe I'm tired. Maybe I haven't slept enough. You know, maybe some things are going on in, on in my private life that have kept me distracted. So I just go out of the water, have some food, get a nap. I don't know, see a friend, do something else. Maybe if I'm feeling extra frustrated, I won't go back in the water for an extra day, which usually never happens. And then I go back from a clean slate, a neutral perspective, a new day, new surfing fun mindset. But again, we don't do that in our business. If a launch doesn't go as planned, we are left traumatized about it for like weeks and sometimes months. And we're not willing to put ourselves back out there again. And I've definitely been through that. So I'm not like pointing any fingers at anyone. I'm like, okay, this was exhausting. This completely depleted me of my energy. This was very painful. I felt helpless and hopeless. And then we don't, don't launch for another like two, three, five, six weeks where we don't promote a program for another two, three, five, six weeks. Or if we've been posting content that hasn't got any engagement and we're frustrated, we stop posting or we don't post consistently. But then we wonder why things are not evolving the way we want them to involve them to involve involve so i think that you're all realizing now how our perceived lack of results in our business i'm talking about business but it could be anything um are actually normal they are expected 
given how we've been approaching business, how we've been thinking about business, how we've been feeling about business, and how we've been acting in our business. We say all of these things like, I should be further along, or this shouldn't have happened, or I don't know, you know, why I'm procrastinating so much, or I should have been more successful. But if we are brutally honest, and we look at how we've been feeling, thinking, and acting, should we really be further along? I don't think so. And this is one of the harsh reality slaps that we can sometimes get. But it's also extremely liberating because I had this moment approximately two years ago when I was like, I bought this manifestation program because nothing in my business was working anymore, like one and a half years ago. And I was so frustrated and I was doing all of the hypnosis and all of the EFT and feeling like an extra failure because I'm a hypnotherapist, so it should be working for me. Um, and nothing was moving. And I was like, there must be a block that I haven't found. It must be like trauma or something like deep in my subconscious mind. Like there must be something wrong. And I asked this manifestation coach what she thought about it. And she just asked me this very simple question that I've already mentioned here on the podcast. I, she said, Ines, on average, so all of the time that your business has not quite gone the way you wanted these past, I don't know, six, 12 months, whatever, would you say that on average you spend more time, thoughts, and energy on what was working and how excited you were about your business or what was not working and how frustrated and helpless you felt in your business? And I was like, well, obviously number two, I've spent most of my time and energy and thoughts on what has not been working and on trying to get unstuck. And she said, yeah, so you've been focusing on why you've been stuck. You've been focusing on the stuckness. You've been focusing on what is not working. So it's only normal that that's the experiencing you're having right now. And I was like, holy guacamole, she's right. And it's from that moment on that I decided to, regardless of facts, (laughs) I decided to only focus on what was working. And at the beginning, believe me, it wasn't much. I would be grateful if five people liked an Instagram post, even though two years ago, my Instagram would get on average between 80 and 200 likes. And now I'm getting 20 to 80 on a good day uh, because Instagram is Instagramming. But I decided to focus on the fact that I was lucky that I had five people who liked the post or 20 because I could have zero. And even when I was making absolutely zero money, I decided to look at all of the payments I had received in the past and be so grateful that I was even in a position where people paid me money and trust me. And when I would... I don't know, record a podcast episode and one person would send me a DM saying, oh, that podcast was so useful. I was, I would decide to, to think, well, my podcast is so good that people are actually reaching out and saying thank you. And if one person is reaching out, it probably means that at least 10 people have been helped by this episode too. And out of all of the people being helped, there will surely be one at some point who wants more support and wants to enroll herself in one of the programs. So I had to shift. My, the way I thought about my business. And instead of focusing on what was not working or the frustration of some of the things that were working in the past and no longer working, I decided to find creative ways of opening new doors. So the best way I can give you this, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but it just came to my mind. Imagine that you're walking a trail in, I don't know, like the countryside or the forest that you really love. And you're used to walking that trail and the trail is 
you know, giving you a lot of satisfaction and it's an, ex- an ama- amazing experience. And one day after a big storm, a tree falls on the trail or a big rock is in the middle of the trail, meaning you cannot pass. So what I was doing by getting so angry and frustrated in my business and noticing the lack of results is that I was basically in front of the rock and trying to move the rock and asking the universe why it was so mean that it it put this rock on the trail that was stopping me from going on, uh, on my way. Or I would look at the past and I was like, but this trail used to work and I had such a good walk on this trail and I had such amazing experiences in these forests on having a blissful walk and being rejuvenated and it's not fair that it's not working and why is it not working and it should be working, blah, blah, blah. Instead of asking myself, okay, there is this rock, this rock with this tree on the trail. This trail is no longer working and I used to enjoy it so much and it makes me a little sad. But how can I find a new trail? How can I find a way around that rock? How can I find creative ways to continue my journey in this forest or countryside or whatever that I love, even though this specific trail is no longer working? And that's the shift in my mind that got me results again. I was like, okay, I've done so many things in the past, including launching in specific ways that worked so well. It wasn't working anymore. So instead of stubbornly, basically going into an insurrection against the universe for why launching was no longer working and stubbornly launching in the same way, hoping it would work again, it's like basically trying to move the boulder in the middle of the path in the forest, I decided, okay, this is no longer working. I need to accept this and it's okay to grieve this, but now I need to find a creative way around it. I need to prime or I need to um, program my mind to find creative ways of finding uh, new paths and new possibilities that are going to lead me in the direction that I'm going to. And that was the biggest shift. So I was planning on making this episode very short. I will keep it under 25 minutes, hopefully. But going back to my original point about the unbothered experiment. So the surfing analogy is basically a powerful image or metaphor, but that you can replace with anything in your life to kind of know exactly how to embody the energy of unbothered or excitement in your business. So if I'm going surfing and I have a horrible surfing day because nothing is working, I'll just say, whoa, today was not a good day. Or maybe I'm about to start my period or maybe I didn't get enough sleep. Let's try again tomorrow. So in your business, if you, you know, posted a masterclass and promoted your program and no one bought it, woof, today was a bad business day. That's okay. Let's try again tomorrow. Or maybe I need to rest because I haven't slept enough. Maybe I haven't taken very good care of myself recently. I need to be charged and then we'll try again tomorrow with the same level of a positive uh, vibes and excitement that you would surfing. Um, and when I'm trying to get barreled inside a wave and it's not working, I'm not saying, oh my God, it's not working. I'm not meant for this. Uh, maybe I will never be a good surfer. I should have gotten barreled by now, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no okay, how can I get better? What exercises could I try to get barreled? What feedback can I get from other people who've successfully gotten barreled that could help me 
myself get beveled? And can I accept that it's a rather complicated maneuver and it's only natural if it takes some trial and error and time before I get there? And that the most excited I am and the less fear I have, because it takes courage to go on one of those big waves, the less fear I have, and if I'm not afraid of falling and crashing and wiping out and spending like 20 seconds underwater being dragged like a rag in a washing machine, if I can approach all of that with excitement, eventually I'll get barreled. But then when it comes to launching, the equivalent of wiping out on a huge wave and staying underwater for 20, 20 seconds, which is not fun, is like launching and no one buying your program and you going on an emotional roller coaster. But if I'm willing to launch, knowing it might not work and I might like get a, an emotional beat up, but it's fine because I'll just try again the next day. <laughs> That's when you start unlocking results because you're no longer associating negative meanings to neutral circumstances and you are approaching it from a perspective of how can I get better? How can I improve? How can I analyze what worked and didn't work so I can make adjustments so next time it will work better? Can I accept that I might take a, a, a bunch of wipe, wipeouts in my business before I have a breakthrough. And if you can accept that, your success is inevitable. You will eventually get what you want. So here is how you completely embody the energy of unbothered. The energy of unbothered is, let's say I'm launching next week and no one buys. If I truly believed that everything always works out and that money always comes to me, why would I even care that my launch didn't work? I can be a bit annoyed. I can be slightly frustrated because it was a lot of work. Just like I could be frustrated at trying to get barreled 10 times in a row and like wiping out in the water each time. But then I get out of the water and forget about it. Because if I trust that money always comes, that clients always come, that the solution I'm looking for is always available to me, it doesn't matter if next week's launch is flopping. And this is one of the things I embodied, and I already explained this in a former podcast episode. When I launched my program in February, and I wanted five people, and the subtle balance between claiming what I wanted and letting go was like, if I don't have five people, if I only have two or three, I accept that for some reason I might or might not, you know, understand this was the best thing that was meant to happen. Maybe those three people in the program are going to have absolutely amazing energy together and it's going to give them the best results. And those two extra people not coming in doesn't matter at all because maybe the day I close enrollment, I can have someone reaching out in my DMs and wanting to work with me one-on-one -on -one for the same amount that these people would have represented. So if I wanted to launch to reach a very specific financial goal because I needed bill bills to be paid, embodying the energy of unbothered and faith is, well, I really don't care if the launch doesn't reach that objective because the money will come in another way. But when we freak out about zero people enrolling because we can't pay your bills, we're basically embodying the exact opposite. We are freaking out, letting the universe know, well, this was my last chance to get my finances straight, straight and now something terrible is going to happen, right? The energy of unbothered is not caring how many people open your email because you know that people always join your program anyways. Now, if you want to check your email open rates because you want to take 
positive action with excitement on how you could tweak or optimize that, do it. Of course, the point is we don't want to do anything that would trigger fear, anxiety, or unrest. Or if a client said no, if, you know, I someone DM'd me because they were super stoked or interested about working with me, and at the end they say, listen, I think it's not the right time, or actually I have second thoughts, I don't want to do this, the energy of a unbothered is, well, that's completely okay, because someone else is going to come around, you know, very fast. So it doesn't matter matter if this specific person said no, because there's always someone who says yes. Or... If I have a very low engagement rate on Instagram, which I used to lose my mind over, the new unbothered version says, well, it really doesn't matter because I always have people who find me and I don't need to have 70 or 700 likes on my content in order to make sales. And if you look at many seven-figure business owners, they have terrible engagement rates. Their algorithm is also make, like doing them dirty, but it doesn't matter because they know that people always come to them. So they don't need a specific amount of likes. So this is how we embody the energy of unbothered. Now, there are some counter examples that can be very subtle that we're not necessarily aware of. We might say, well, my energy is amazing. I don't know why it's not working. When in fact, there are these subtle moments throughout our day that can really compound and build up to just reflect that we aren't as unbothered as we think we are. So let's say we get an unexpected bill and our chest or our throat or our gut becomes tightened or we feel like this rock in our stomach. This is implying that deep down we are afraid that we might not be able to pay it or that the budget that we had calculated is not going to work anymore and what if I don't have the money? Or when, you know, we lose it when our launch is not going as planned. If we are completely unbothered, we might feel mild frustration, but that's it. When we feel annoyed going at the supermarket and you pay and it's more than you think it would be and you feel this annoyance or this fear or this anxiety or this resentfulness of, oh my God, stuff is always so expensive. When I say it's so expensive, it also implies that I don't have the money. And of course, we all have many reasons to feel annoyed at all of the prices going up with the inflation, etc., which is normal. But when we have more than enough, we could think something like, Jesus, this is getting out of hand, but then we kind of forget about it. It doesn't really upset us for a longer period of time. Other example of not embodying the energy of unbothered is if we have an early bird discount on a program and no one is joining and we start freaking out like, oh my God, no one joined, no one is going to buy, like it's over. No, people can join later. Maybe the universe wants you to make more money so no one is jo joining the early bird and everyone will pay for full price. This is the unbothered energy. Or being jealous or feeling helpless when seeing other people succeed or get something that we really wanted. Jealousy is an emotion that is really looked down on because we associate jealous people with like these salty, very unpleasant people. But jealousy is just a reflection of internal hurt and a feeling that other people can have things that we never had or that are not available to us. So it stems from pain. So when we get jealous or we feel really helpless or a feeling of injustice when someone has something that we don't have, it also is, you know, it's based on hurt and the feeling that it's not available to us. So again, we are not in embodying the energy of faith or getting mad at low engagement rates. I already talked about that. And... That is all of these micro moments throughout our day 
is basically what constitutes our expectations or our energy that is then going to bring to us more of the same. So we really need to observe our thoughts and emotions in those moments when we get triggered because it's very easy to to feel good when we never get triggered. But just because I'm feeling good throughout the day doesn't mean that I don't have any unhealed stuff. It just means that it wasn't triggered yet, right? So when we can look at these trigger points and become aware of the thoughts and emotions that are coming up, this is going to give us a pretty good indication of where our embodiment is in terms of faith and happy money. Now, the great thing with the energy of unbothered and of faith is that you actually stop building and affirming reasons to the universe of why you can't have it. So one of my specialties in launching was if I don't have X amount of signups, I can't have a successful launch because if I have 3% conversion rate and I want 12 people in my program, then I need at least 400 people to sign up for my free launch event. And I didn't realize, even though it's obvious, that I was making an affirmation. I was giving an order to the universe that I didn't want. I was saying, universe, I need minimum 400 people to get to get 12 people enrolling. And if I don't have 400 people, I can't get 12 people enrolling. And that is exactly what I manifested. So when we are in the state of fear or frustration or noticing the lack of, you know, the absence of what we want, we are creating affirmations and giving orders to the universe, but on what we don't want. And we are creating what I call the wall of control that only has one door and that door is to get what we want the way that we expected to get it. All of the other doors of all of the unexpected ways of getting it or all of the unexpected ways or other ways that the universe wanted to give us what we ask for are closed because of the wall of control. When we can consciously and continuously say, I trust universe, this is what I want, it's going to happen. It doesn't matter if I don't have X amount of people signing up. It doesn't matter if I don't have X amount of people in my Facebook group. It doesn't matter what my email conversion, uh, email open rate is. Because I trust that you always find a way to give me what I want. This is when we start opening all of the doors. And this is how I manifested that one-on-one client that I talked about in the previous podcast episode. Even though it seemed like it was never going to work... If I had said, well, this is over, I've already had three opportunities and it still hasn't happened, I would have created a wall that closed a bunch of doors. But when I said, okay, universe, I trusted, like you gave me so many examples of how this could have worked, I'm sure you can give me more examples of it working, that's when you open all of the doors. And just for the fun of it, I'm going to give you a few cray-cray examples of how people joined my program that I could have never expected, controlled, or made happen. So one of my clients, dream clients, love her so much, if you're listening to this, you know who you are, that paid me a multiple four-figure amount. She dreamt of my name. And this is not even a joke. And the name Ines Padar, which is my first name and surname, is extremely uncommon. I think I'm the only Ines Padar in the world because my, my name, Ines, is Latin. So it's like super popular in like French... Portuguese Portuguese and Spanish and 
Arab-speaking countries. And my surname is Hungarian because on my dad's side, like someone was Hungarian. Uh, and no one is called Ines Valar. So this lady dreamt of my name. So when she woke up, she Googled me and she found me and she started to follow me on Instagram. And six weeks later, she joined one of my programs. Another mastermind client from way back when who, who invested $10,000 in my mastermind, she found me on a WordPress blog that was talking about like coaches' websites. I have never signed up or contributed to any way to that blog. I have absolutely no idea how my website ended up on that WordPress blog. Yet that's where she found me. And then she paid me $10,000. Uh, I have numerous people who randomly found my podcast. When I ask them how they found it, if someone recommended, they say, I have no idea how I found your podcast. I just found it. And then they join my program. Um, there are so many other examples. I wanted a, um, a skateboard in Costa Rica and I didn't even like try to manifest it. I just said, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have a skateboard, my own skateboard? And by the way, wouldn't it be nice is one of the cheat codes to manifestation because wouldn't it be nice is kind of implying that you don't really want it that much, but it would be really nice. And that's the energy of manifesting fast. So I was like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have a skateboard because I have mine in Switzerland, but I don't have one in Costa Rica. Like literally four weeks later, a guy I had met at the skate park two times and very briefly talked to said, hey, I'm leaving. I'm not taking my skateboard. Do you want it? So he gifted me his $250 skateboard. So what I mean is that these things could have never been planned or controlled. And they were able to come into my reality because I kept the doors to the unexpected open. And you keep the doors to the unexpected open when you fully embody embody the energy of unbothered or keeping the faith knowing that everything always works out for you so of course i have been trying to embody the energy of unbothered for at least four years for since i've learned about all the manifestation and the reason why i haven't been able to do it to the extent that i'm doing it now uh, in my business basically only since june is very simple it's because to be unbothered, to surrender, to trust, to let go of control, we need to reach a certain amount of healing. And when I say healing, what I mean is ability to regulate our nervous system or ability to for our nervous system not to be triggered. And in order to do that, we need to reach a level of inner peace that is pretty advanced and that we are all on a journey to reach in order to reach that baseline where your nervous system no longer gets triggered from daily or weekly or monthly circumstances we basically need to release all of the energetic disruptions and all of the tra un unhealed traumatic events from the past because what is causing a fight-or-flight response today what is causing our nervous system to get triggered today and for us to fall into fear or frustration or anger or anxiety is very simply, but sometimes complexly, but the explanation is simple. It is that our mind is processing whatever is happening or information and comparing it to past events or circumstances that are then going to tell our mind if this is... Um, information that should get us worried or stay peaceful so 
if I had my parents yelling and screaming because they didn't have money to pay the bills and that created financial trauma, when today my bank account is lower than I want, it's going to trigger me. It's not going to trigger me because my bank account is low. It's going to trigger me because somewhere in my past or up the generational lines on my ancestors, there was some information that was coded to say, when bank account is low, survival is at risk. Because you have plenty of people with very little money on their bank account and they don't really care. Like they're like, oh, it's all good. I'm getting my salary soon. Like they don't get triggered at all. So it's not the fact that your bank account is low. It's the fact that that triggers... Uh, or that information is processed through the lens of something from the past that is then going to trigger a fight-or-flight response or that is going to trigger our nervous system. So what I'm saying is once we can make peace from this, how our mind processes information from the past, so it no longer triggers fight or flight, but is able to stay in a relatively peaceful state. And it can bother us, it can like worry us for 10 minutes, but then we forget about it. That is when you are able to stay unbothered. That's when you are able to surrender and keep the faith going, even in the temporary absence of what you want. And that is when you start manifesting things like crazy. That's when you start getting results like crazy. That's when things start flowing easily, effortlessly. Or if it's not easy and effortless, you won't perceive it as hard either. So when I'm surfing, some people could say like, you've been on a very hard journey, like surfing three hours a day and like getting on the water and like having water up your nose and in your brain sometimes, like what feels in my brain or like my board hitting me in the face countless times. I still have to this day a big dent in my thigh from where one of my fins like dug into my thigh when I fell on my board after like a big wave. It's been eight months. I still have a dented thigh muscle. So some people might say that's been really tough, but for me, it was really fun, right? And that's why I'm progressing so fast. Surfing doesn't trigger a fight or flight response because historically, every sport I have started, I've it's been very easy to progress really fast. So I didn't have a history that when I look back, I'm getting stressed or triggered about, will I be able to surf? But when you get triggered at not getting clients, it's not because you're dumb or stupid or you don't have willpower. It's because there is information coded in your brain that is telling your nervous system to get up and ready for a fight based on past information, either from your life or from your ancestors or family. And this is what we do in the Reactivate the Client Magnet program. We, more than like another program that tells you shit you already know, know, this program is about completely resetting how your mind processes information from the past so it no longer gets triggered. This program is about healing at a deep level So that when stuff that should make us technically feel afraid or worried no longer triggers that response. And when we can act from a place of calmness and faith, your mind starts to become extremely excited and creative about how it can find new ways to get you where you want to go. Just like the example of the boulder on the middle of the path. 
when we are unhealed and triggered, we want to move the boulder, we fight against the boulder, we scream at God and the universe, why did you put this boulder that is blocking me from where we want to go? When we are healed and have faith and are unbothered, we notice the boulder, we're like, oh shit, I really like this path, let's find a way around it. And three minutes later, you are around, <laughs> instead of stubbornly trying to move the boulder. So I hope that this analogy lands. I wanted to make this short, but then I just got inspired to share more. So enrollment is open for the reactivate the client magnet. It's basically reactivate the anything you want magnet because the backbone, the foundation of the program is completely changing and shifting your energy expectations, beliefs and thoughts from the inside so that you naturally expect good things to happen in your outside world. And that's when you start manifesting exactly what you want. So every single day you have a discount code. The sooner you join, the more you save. Um, and then when I relaunch it in the future, it will be $1,700 at least. Today you can still join from 997 tomorrow for 1097 and then each day that goes up uh, an extra hundred dollars. It's going to be a life-changing program. I completely downloaded that program from above through meditation these past six to seven weeks. While I was launching the Abundance Magnet, I had this voice that said, Ines, you need to create a program that's shorter and that is going to help people completely reset their energy so they can approach everything from an unbothered, let's go surfing perspective instead of, oh my God, my launch is going to flop and everything is going to be horrible and I have to go back to my job I hate perspective. <laughs> so this is what this program is about. So send me a message if you have any questions and all of the information and details is going to be in the link of the show notes of this episode. So I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance and clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inespadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.